Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Problematics, it is time to get personal. I'll get back to all the political commentary you know and love on the next episode, but today I wanna give you a window into some of the stuff I've been dealing with for the past year and a half. Why? Because I know some of you deal with this stuff too. So let's get into it. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. Oh, problematics, problematics, how I have missed you. In case you haven't noticed over the past couple of weeks, I took a social media break. I was traveling out of the country, so I was gone for two weeks. So we did a couple of pre-recorded episodes, a couple of clip shows to keep you guys tied it over. And if you follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram, I, I had some planned stuff. So I was gone, but I had to make sure I was in you guys' face because, you know, um, I didn't want you to forget about me. But I have missed you all a lot, and this is a brand new, fresh episode. Uh, Today is (laughs) September 28th, so you know uh, that you're getting me in a new episode. So I just returned from a trip overseas to Italy. And uh, I went uh, all around Italy. I was uh, on the Amalfi Coast. I went to Capri, Sorrento, Rome, Naples, the whole thing. And while I was overseas... I stayed off of social media for two whole weeks, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and I wanted you guys to know, and you got a little bit of this in the teaser, but this episode, you know, we're going to get back to the politics, and we're going to get back to all of that craziness, but I wanted to do something a little bit more personal. I wanted to talk to you about some of the things that I've personally been going through and and kind of dealing with um, over the past 18 months, and I wanted to do this for a couple of different reasons. First of all, I think that sometimes, I I think that in the conservative commentator or influencer or whatever you want to call it space, um, I I think that we don't leave ourselves enough opportunities to, to kind of be open and to kind of be real about things. I think that sometimes things are so hard, you know, we're just so extra about, you know, these are the facts and this is what's going on. It makes us kind of seem like zombies and robots sometimes. And and what I love about the relationship that I have with you guys, my problematics and everybody that follows me on social media is that, you know, I make it very clear to you all that I am a real person that goes through real issues that deals with real things. I'm not a political jukebox. Um, I'm not somebody that was born into politics my entire uh, life. Um, I am not somebody whose only interest lies in politics. I, I do a lot of different things. I go through a lot of different things. So I wanted to take this episode to have the opportunity to talk to you guys about some real things. And the reason why I'm going to bring all of this stuff up is because I know that um, a lot of you guys deal with this stuff as well. And I think that I owe you guys honestly, honesty and I owe you guys transparency because if it was not for you, if it was not for every single person that listens to this podcast, that watches my stuff, that follows me on social media, I will not be able to do things like go to Italy and, and travel for, for two weeks and, and all of that stuff, which was you know, a, a very profound experience for me. So this is why I wanted to get real about a lot of different things. So... Um, We're going to be talking about a lot this episode. I'm going to talk about, you know, weight gain and weight loss and depression and all of that other stuff. But first, I want to talk a little bit about social media and, and social media addiction. So I was, for the most part, 
away from social media for about two weeks. Um, if you follow me, you know that I popped on for a second because all of that stuff with Nicki Minaj and Tucker Carlson and her being destroyed over her opposition to vaccine mandates and all of that stuff happened. And it was just crazy. Um, and somebody had texted me. I, I was just was getting multiple texts about these things when I was in Italy. So I was like, okay, you know, I have to do this. Um, so the audience, well, I felt like I owed you guys that. But aside from that, I stayed off of social media for two whole weeks, and it was glorious. It was incredible to just not be on these platforms that are just filled with so much divisiveness and and so many people arguing and so many people calling each other names. And, you know, even as we speak right now, like Candace Owens is getting dragged all over the Internet. People just say the most vile, crazy things about her. And it can just be such a destructive and divisive place. So I needed to turn my brain off and I needed to get away from it. And this is what I learned from being off of social media for two weeks. My days were longer. You know, I I don't think that, that we realize how long days really are, how much time we really have in the day. And when I wasn't spending so much time on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook looking at comments or looking at other people's feeds or, or doing all of this stuff... I would just open myself up to the beauty of the world. And obviously I was in Italy, which is a a beautiful, beautiful place. And, you know, I was just out of the country, you know, and I, I was just enjoying life more and the days were longer and I would notice, you know, blue water and I would notice sunsets and I would notice different things about the world that you miss when you spend a lot of your time with your nose into your iPhone, you know, on social media or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I felt like I was existing in the world and not through a computer screen. And that is a feeling that I don't get a whole lot when I'm on social media, even in America, even when I'm traveling and doing all of this stuff. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see, you know, I I always share a lot about my travels, but Sometimes so much seems to be about getting the the perfect photo for for Instagram or you know making sure that everybody knows that I'm on a plane because I'm going here and I'm going doing I'm doing this and and you know life is so fabulous and fun and amazing and tiring and all of that stuff. But what I learned from getting off of social media is I I, I think that I've started the process towards reconnecting to the world. And so the truth is this, problematics, during COVID, during that entire awful part of all of our lives that that we were dealing with, I developed a whole new set of issues that I've been dealing with for the better part of the past year and a half. And I wanted to get personal this episode and talk about them. And, And the first thing is that social media addiction. During 2020, a lot of things happened. One of the most uh, profound things that happened to me in terms of social media and the following is that my following pretty much doubled during um, 2020, during that long, awful summer when we were having all of these BLM protests and, and you know, all of these riots. And, and one of the most divisive periods in American history was happening and the social media following just exploded. And I started spending too much time there. Because not only was I on social media during work hours, because social media is my job, you know, I make my entire career through social media, so I have to be on there for me, it's like clocking in. So not only was I on social media between, you know, the normal hours, I would say between 9 and maybe 5 or 6 p.m., but I was on social media after 6 p.m. I was on Instagram and, and Twitter, you know, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11, like midnight, 
And this was basically all that I was doing. And it was great because my following was exploding. But at that point, it, it started taking more from me than it was giving. And I think that a lot of people go through this. And it doesn't matter whether you're just somebody who is a follower of, of people like me on social media or somebody like me that actually builds my entire re- career um, in social media. Um, it, it becomes exhausting and it becomes kind of all-consuming. I know people that spend 12, 13 hours a day on their phones. I spend probably four to six hours a day on my phone and, I, and I'm trying to lessen that. You know, I'm trying to, to break that up a little bit because what I realized by taking some time and, and really making it a point to stay off of social media, I realized how much I was actually missing from the world. And yes, I, you know, I took pictures, but there was a period where I was on Capri, uh, you know, going on a private boat to the island of Capri in Italy, which is it literally, if you've never been there, it's one of the most beautiful things you'd ever see in your life. Still to this day, and I've been there six years ago and I, and I went again this year, it's still the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But yeah, so, you know, I took a photo and, I, and I'll share that stuff on social media, but just experiencing being on a boat, experiencing being in you know, in the Mediterranean Sea, you know, on the Amalfi Coast and in the blueness of the water and the blueness of the sky and the greenness of everything that I was seeing and just the beauty that surrounded me without having to do stories about it on Instagram and and having to prove to everybody like where I was at, you know, like, oh, because, you know, uh, everybody needs to know that I'm here so they can know how fabulous I am. So when I took that out of the equation and just celebrated the experience that I was having, I enjoyed it so much more and I was able to connect to it so much more because the truth is problematics. Social media really does take more than it gives. There is not a day that goes by where I go on social media that I don't see something that makes me feel awful about myself. Either somebody is attacking me personally for either my politics or some physical characteristic or um, something that I'm just saying that makes me feel somehow unworthy or or unaccomplished, right? And yet I've become completely addicted to this tool. And I say all this to say, and I brought this up, and I brought up how just great that I felt taking time away from social media is don't let these platforms steal your joy. Don't let following people that are purely political turn you into this person who has nothing else to speak of but politics. So part of what I did when I went to Italy is I went on a tour and I actually ended up being on a tour with uh, with with about eight other, eight other people because I was by myself. But um, I wanted to see a different part of the Amalfi Coast that ever than than I'd seen before. So I went on this tour and thank God nobody recognized me because that was one of the things I just did not want to be recognized um, by the people in this tour because I didn't want everything to be about politics. I didn't know what their politics were. Of course, you know, they were all leftists. And while I was on this tour, I, it was very specific because, you know, you do these group dinners with people. And as soon as the political conversation started, I would either physically turn my back to the conversation and engage with people that were not talking politics, um, or I would just change the subject. And something occurred to me is that 
your politics, my politics, whatever your politics are, you all know what my politics are. These are the least interesting things about us. Because I met all of these people whose politics were completely different than mine that had so many different and fascinating aspects to their personalities. And that was one of the things that I learned as well is that I can exist in a space and not be completely defined by my politics. And and like I said, staying off the social media helped. And so I want to get to other things about, you know, things that I'm dealing with and, and things that we're all dealing with. But I think that a lot of people, a lot of us out here, are more addicted to social media than we realize, more addicted to social media than we would even admit to ourselves or to each other. So what I would encourage you to do and what I've discovered, what I would encourage you to do, and this is what, you know, this is a part of this transition that I'm trying to make over over the next month. And, and there's a couple of other transitions that I want to talk to you about. But I would encourage you to limit the time that you spend on these platforms. When you're dining out with somebody, put your phone down. When it's past 7 p.m. at night, past 6 p.m. at night, get off of social media. Go connect with your with your partners. <laughs> go connect with your loved ones. Go connect with your friends. Um, go connect with the world. And I'm not going to get too much into how these people make these apps to be completely addictive. And by the way, they all know that you're all completely addicted to these apps. And they make them addictive on purpose. The Instagram feed never ends on purpose, right? Because when you're scrolling and you run out of people that you follow, then it just starts suggesting things that you do not follow, right? So my advice to you when it comes to social media, log out, put the phone down, tune into the real world. That is something that I'm going to try to start doing more of. And that is something that I discovered having taken two weeks almost completely off of social media. Next up, let's talk a little bit about weight gain and weight issues because God knows I deal with those too. I will break down what I'm doing about it up next. Okay, problematics. If you follow me on Instagram, because Instagram is the vis- the most visual of the social media platforms, you know that I'm a bit of a fitness nut. I post a lot of shirtless photos. I post a lot of gym selfies. I do a lot of stuff like that. Um, I am completely addicted to working out. I am completely addicted to fitness. That is a healthy addiction, but it is very much an addiction. So what a lot of people don't know about me is that I used to be heavy in high school and in my earlier adult life, I used to be fat. I know that a lot of you in this world, um, I know that a lot of my problematics that follow me, I know that a lot of people struggle with maintaining their weight and they struggle with obesity and they struggle with the psychological issues that they have towards food. And I am no different from any of you guys that are listening that may have dealt with this stuff. And one of the reasons why I go so hard about the obesity rate and I go so hard about anti, um, you know, fat acceptance and, and body positivity and all that stuff. And the reason why I think that it is such BS is because I know what it is like to be heavy in high school. And like I said, my earlier adult life. Now, the thing that happened earlier, and this is why I've been dealing with some of this stuff to this day, um, is that I was teased a lot 
for being heavy in high school, even by members of my own family. So that sort of brings some of the psychological issues when it comes to weight gain that that I'm dealing with and that I continue to deal with because I, I think that some of this stuff is a journey that we all go through because fitness is not a destination. Fitness is a journey that I don't believe ever ends. I have been lean. I have been heavy. I have been at the weight that I am right now, which I'm not super happy with it because over the past 18 months, I have been dealing with a separation that is headed to divorce. I've not made a secret of this, but I don't speak too much about it um, because it's a personal thing that I've been dealing with. But I will say that one of the ways that I've dealt with this change and all this upheaval and everything that has been happening in my life over the past 18 months is a lot of drinking and a lot of eating and a lot of partying. And I mean a lot. So sometimes when we go through things in our life, when we go through separations or divorces or, you know, we get laid off or, or we go through professional things or we lose friends and we do all that stuff, sometimes we can deal with it in, in ways that are negative, in ways that are unhealthy. And I can be completely honest with all of you is that the way that I've dealt with this upheaval, the way that I've dealt with the separation and moving to Florida and all of this stuff that has happened in my life um, has been... I think, profoundly unhealthy and profoundly negative. And it has led to, you know, me putting on about 20 pounds. I'm at about 200 pounds right now. I do not feel good about this, problematics. I do not uh, I do not like what I see when I look in the mirror right now. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I struggle through workouts. I don't like how... Um, I feel when I'm taking my spinning class, I don't like how I feel when I move through the world. I do not feel confident at this weight. And taking personal responsibility for the actions that I've made over the past year and a half, of course, they were all my fault. There was, of course, COVID was something that we all dealt with in the lockdowns and all that stuff. But, you know, there was nobody that was forcing me to, you know, drink a bottle of Prosecco every night during the lockdown. There was nobody that was forcing me to eat a bag of Tostito chips like every single day. Um, there was nobody that was forcing me to, to take comfort in food and Uber Eats and stuff like that. And when I got out of that lockdown and, and, and left that relationship, there was nobody that was forcing me to drink six out of seven days of the week in Florida. And there was nobody forcing me to eat fried food and, and, and get drunk and do all that stuff. So that was all me. So I have to take responsibility for that. And I think that we all have to take responsibility for these things in our own life. So I'm not telling you guys all of this stuff so that you can feel sorry for me. Um, I'm not telling you guys all of this stuff so that, you know, I, I generate sympathy or, or that I'm some sort of victim or anything like that. I think that for me, sharing all of this with you, with the people that listen to my podcast that literally support my entire existence, and I take that stuff very seriously because I take telling you guys the truth very seriously. And so that is not to elicit sympathy, that is not to become a victim, that is not to get anybody to feel sorry for me, but for me, that is taking ownership of these, these situations, um, these decisions that I've made. That is what personal responsibility is all about. And I can't espouse personal responsibility for people in all aspects of life if I do not take on this responsibility myself. So I have put on 20 pounds. And this has led to a lot of different things that, that I've been dealing with in my life. But I am on the path right now. And literally starting today, I have decided to 
get back on my path to fitness. A few years ago, Problematics, I got into the best shape of my life. Now I've restarted the journey to get back there and I'm doing something that is called a Whole30. And no, this is not an ad. I am not promoting this. This is something that I have used a couple of times to get my stuff back together, to get back in a shape. So in 2018, when I started doing all of this stuff and right before I, I really started blowing up on social media and all that stuff, I got into the best shape of my life. And we're talking six pack abs. We're talking head turns down the street, like the whole thing. And I got there using doing a Whole30. And so what is the Whole30? The Whole30 is, the simplest way to explain this is that you take a month and you eat nothing but whole foods. So you do not eat anything processed. You do not drink any alcohol. You eat only lean meats, fruits, and vegetables. That is it. There is nothing fried. There is no candy. There is no potato chips. There is no alcohol. No, not even hard seltzer. There's none of that. For me, when I go through these these periods, and I call them a cleanse, I call it whatever, it clears my mind. And that is what I love about it the most, is that it clears my mind. Because the thing about it is, with all this eating and all of this drinking, is that this stuff leads to depression, which is another thing that I've been dealing with, and another thing that I think that a lot of people deal with. And I want to break that aspect of all of this down right after the break. So back to this whole 30, guys. And then, you know, I want to talk a little bit about depression. I have been very open about, you know, struggling with depression and struggling with PTSD and all of that other stuff. But I want to talk a little bit more about the whole 30 because I feel like in the last segment, um, I didn't really dig into that the way that it deserves. And this is a program that has helped me in the past. This is day one of my third Whole30. So I've done this twice before. The first time I did it was in 2018, where, like I said, I got the best body of my life. I got a six pack. Um, I, I regained control over so many different aspects of my life during those 30 days. I gained control over my career. I gained control over my mind. Um, I I gained control over my life. I got very clear about what the next steps in my life were. And I attribute a lot of that to the fog that cleaning up your eating and cleaning up and controlling what you put into your body, the fog that it clears from your mind. Now, As of today, I will tell you that I have drunk alcohol every single day, probably for the past two and a half weeks that I've been on this vacation. And then I came back from the vacation, spent some time with friends over the weekend, just being social, you know, going to the beach, doing boats, stuff like that. There is something, there is a fog that starts to cloud your mind, I believe, when you're drinking a lot and when you're drinking all the time. And I'm not talking about um, alcoholism or anything like that because I'm not an alcoholic. Um, I'm just, you know, just a very heavy social drinker. I just, you know, socially drink. I just drink a lot sometimes. And after a couple of days, after a couple of days of not drinking, there is a mental clarity that you start to get. And you start realizing how foggy and how clouded your existence was. This is something that I experienced the first Whole30 that I did. 
this is something that I experienced the second Whole30 I did. I did, a, I did another Whole30 in February of this year. I do not think that I learned the lessons from this in the Whole30 that I did earlier this year because I think that I just traded booze for food. Even though I was eating things that were technically compliant, I was only eating lean meats and fruits and veggies and not drinking and all of that stuff. I think I was just eating too much of it, which is why, yeah, I dropped weight during the Whole30, but then I went right into acting in the ways that have caused me to, you know, more or less, like I said, gain 20 pounds since the start of COVID. So I've been sort of gaining and losing the same 10 to 12 pounds over and over and over again. I mean, if you follow me, if you can know what to look for, if you can uh, go on Instagram, you can tell, you know, sometimes my face will look really heavy. Sometimes it'll look lean. It just goes back and forth, back and forth. So I'm tired of the yo-yo. And so what I'm hoping to learn from this whole 30 and what I hope that anybody that's listening If you're struggling at all with weight, are you struggling at all with maintaining your weight or losing your weight or or you keep on going back and forth or yo-yoing, I strongly encourage you to look this up. There is a cookbook. There is a day-by-day guidebook. um, There is just a book called The Whole30, and it will break down exactly what this is. I highly recommend it because this is what I believe. When you start controlling your body, you can control your mind. And if you can control your body, and if you can control your mind, you can control your life. And another thing that a lot of the eating and a lot of the alcohol leads to is depression. Now, we know that alcohol is a depressant. Everybody knows that alcohol is a depressant. But yet, we as a culture use it in in so many different ways that are destructive. And like I said, this is not uh, me judging anybody for drinking. I drink too much, and, and this is the first step of me saying, okay... I'm going to take a month and I am not going to drink alcohol and I'm going to learn how to go through life without alcohol. I am going to learn how to socialize with my friends without alcohol. I'm going to learn to go to the beach and go out on boats and to travel and to do everything that I like doing. And I'm going to learn how to do these things without alcohol because alcohol and drinking a lot of it and drinking too much, it leads to to depression. Alcohol related depression is a very real thing. And that is something that that I've struggled with and dealt with before. There are some alcohols that trigger it more than others. Case in point, I love champagne. I love Prosecco. I love mimosas. I love things like that. If I go through a weekend where I'm just doing bottomless mimosas for brunch or if I'm just drinking a lot of Prosecco, I will just have the worst depression for days afterwards because I know that Prosecco and champagne affects me in that way. So even... Now that I've stopped drinking alcohol, even before I stopped drinking alcohol, um, I stopped drinking Prosecco and I only have like a little bit of champagne. But depression is a very real thing. And depression is a very real thing that I think a lot of us go through and a lot of people, you know, want to tough it out. A lot of people want to be strong about it. And, you know, as conservatives, like I don't know if anybody uh, in the conservative one will, will really openly talk about this stuff because... I think that sometimes we have branded ourselves into a corner as conservatives. We we think that the left talks about this stuff because they are weak and we are conservatives and we shouldn't talk about depression and we shouldn't talk about, you know, weight gain and we shouldn't talk about social media addictions and we shouldn't talk about any of these things that we also deal with because we're we're human because the left has decided that they want to take ownership of all of this stuff. I think doing this podcast and especially, you know, the graphic that I'm going to put forward on my social media, I mean, that's, I think, a step towards ending that. 
just because we're conservatives and because we see the world in a different way and because we have to fight so hard against the left does not mean that we don't go through some of the same things that everybody else goes through. This stuff that I'm talking to you guys about, this, you know, weight struggles and and social media addiction and depression and all of that stuff, like that doesn't have a political party. Does have a political ideology? That's not something that is just for conservatives or just for for liberals. Everybody deals with this stuff, and I do as well. And one of the more interesting things about what has happened over the past year and a half, and you know, I'm going to break another taboo and talk about money. Um, I'm somebody that has worked for a very long time and kind of struggled to find my way in the world financially. And so, as I've been going through this weight gain, as I've been going through the struggling with depression, that is a little bit something that I've always dealt with and a little bit, you know, alcohol induced because just drinking too much. I've also been in the most successful professional place I've ever been in my, in my life, which is weird. It is bizarre. It is the most bizarre thing in the world when your personal life completely implodes When you're struggling with weight gain, when you're struggling with depression, and you know you're drinking too much, and you know you're indulging too much, and you know that you're going through all these things, and you know that you're not necessarily operating at the biggest capacity that you can, at the best. You're not operating at your best. And yet and still, I've made more money than I've ever made in my life, and my career's exploded. And I never understood this. You would see all of these wealthy and famous Hollywood celebrities. And, and by the way, nobody's a, mil- nobody's a millionaire over here, guys. So like, let's, I'm not comparing myself to any of these people. But you would see, like, say, Janet Jackson, or you would see uh, Cameron Diaz, or you would see just these wealthy and famous people. And these people have everything. I mean, they have millions of dollars. They have, you know, private jets, and they have these houses, and they have all of this stuff, and they would struggle with depression, And they would talk about how they had everything that they needed and they just were not happy. And I never understood that before until this most recent 18 months of my life. Because let me tell you something problematic. I've had, I don't worry about things. I don't worry about paying a mortgage. I don't worry about where my next meal is coming from. And and these are things, guys, that I have worried about in, in points in my life. I have had sleepless nights worrying about whether or not I was going to be able to pay rent. And I would say this is probably in about like at least the past five years. So I know what that is. And I never thought that I would identify with these people that seemingly have everything in the world, but they're still going through all of these issues behind the scenes. And this even goes back to the social media thing, because let me tell you guys, it's, social, it's not real. You watch, you go look at my Instagram over the past year and a half. Oh, I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Oh, look, I'm on this beach and I'm on this boat. And I'm all of this other stuff. Guys, the last 18 months were like the worst 18 months of my life. They're the worst 18 months of my life. They were horrible. They were awful. And so the next time you're on social media and the next time that you see people and it just seems like their lives are so perfect and they're so amazing and you think that they have everything because they have, you know, a couple hundred thousand Twitter followers or, you know, they got pictures with Trump or are they going to this event and this conference or whatever? You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. But here's the thing. We all deal with this stuff. And that was one of the reasons why. I wanted to open up to you guys about all of this stuff. Everybody deals with sadness. 
everybody deals with depression. Everybody, you know, deals with, you know, maybe issues with with their weight or maybe there's something that that you don't like about yourself when you look in the mirror. These are things that everybody deals with. And these are things that I deal with too. And so this is what I think. And I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up. I don't I don't want to go too long and I want to bore you guys with with all of this personal stuff. Um this has been very cathartic and and Maybe I'll do more of these. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just start talking about things that are outside of politics. Maybe that will make all of this more interesting for me moving forward. But I wanted to be open with you guys about this stuff because Problematics, you guys support this podcast. You guys support me. We just had our biggest month ever for this podcast. Like We've got 100,000 of you guys listening and downloading and sharing and all this stuff. And for me, that is completely insane. That is crazy. And so I owe you guys... The truth. I don't owe the Republican Party anything. I don't owe these various entities anything. I don't owe Donald Trump anything. I don't owe anybody anything. But what I owe is the truth to you guys. Because you guys are why I'm here. And so talking about the social media addiction, talking about that stuff, talking about how I'm dealing with that, talking about how I will knock off these 20 pounds. That is just a thing that is going to happen because I just do not like how I look right now and doing it with the whole 30 and talking about um, how I deal with depression and maybe, you know, how sometimes, you know, I just was drinking too much and sometimes I feel unfulfilled. You know, you feel like everybody else in the world has accomplished so much. Sometimes problematics, I feel like I have accomplished nothing in this world in my mid thirties. You know, these are the things that I deal with, but you know what? These are the things that we all deal with. And so look, Problematics, if you're listening to me, I don't know if you're right or if you're left or if you're independent or, you know, if you're anywhere in between. But these are real human issues that we're dealing with here. And so I guess the way for me to close this out is to tell you this. When we're on these social media platforms or we're talking to each other on on social media or you see your favorite influencer or your favorite conservative pundit or your favorite person and it just seems like they have everything and it just seems like their life is so amazing, they may be going through a little bit more than you think. And that's the reality of the situation. And I think that for me, as somebody that is conservative, I think that more of us on my side of the aisle, more of us on this conservative, Republican, libertarian, right-leaning side of the aisle. I think that you guys deserve a little bit more of what we are going through. Because we're not just political jukeboxes. We are not so hard and, you know, so, you know, uh, rigid on everything. We are not perfect people. Even when I do get my six-pack back and I do lose these 20 pounds, it doesn't mean that it's not something that I'm going to struggle with every single day. Even if I do post a, a photo from Italy or I do post a photo from somewhere fabulous, doesn't mean that I wasn't feeling like crap that day. So if you guys get anything from, from this episode where I've just excavated my entire existence for you guys over the past you know, 30, 45 minutes or so, get this. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you guys for everything that you've done for me, for all of the ways that your support has helped expand my life.
But if you are going through something, if you're going through depression, or if you just had a really crappy breakup, or if maybe sometimes you don't feel amazing about what you see when you look in the mirror, don't you ever, ever forget problematics that me and everybody else that you're watching or listening to, we go through the same stuff. I just think that it's time we all started being a little bit more honest about it. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. And to hear more of my episodes and get my weekly newsletter, go to GingrichV60.com slash Rob. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RobSmithOnline. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich V60 Network.